Hey there, friends and family. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. You're listening to Interview 4 with my good old buddy, a United States Marine veteran, Tim Sears. He served his country proud from 2007 to 2011. Come listen to his great stories and experiences. He was a tank mechanic, but volunteered to be a mail clerk so he could deploy to Iraq in 2009. He made corporal, but got NJP'd, and he's going to be our first NJP story. You're not going to want to miss this one, so come and check it out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got Timothy Sears on the phone, a United States Marine veteran and a fellow yep. devil dog. What up, brother? What up, what up, what up? How you doing, man? Am I coming across uh, good on your end? Yeah, you're you're coming on clear as a bell. And so are you, bro. How are you doing today? Good. I'm 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 doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. Well, hell, dude, that's half the battle, right? Just being alive. As a veteran, it's ninety percent of the battle. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can joke about it. It's our issue. Exactly. Everybody has issues, don't they? Yeah. She said, I've been told. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, hey, bro, uh, when were you in the Marines? I was in from 2007 to 2011. Uh, okay. I did I did one deployment to Iraq in 09. And, and here's the, the funny thing. Uh, I, I was a... And <laughs> in order to get my deployment, I was young, dumb, wanted my deployment. I was like... I agreed to be the battalion mail clerk. Oh, bro, you went postal. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> I, I literally went postal. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's like, I got to get the combat zone, however it may be. <laughs> I'll deliver mail, sir. I got I'll the mail, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not saying I'd get under a desk for a deployment, but come on. <laughs> hey man you gotta come back and you know have something to say to the girls like you weren't just in the marines you fucking you uh, you're in the combat zone they don't have to know that you were a mail clerk right? yeah no, no one needs to know that i was a mail clerk except all of social media because i'm not embarrassed <laughs> by it nah man hell no nah, dude Everybody i wouldn't be knows. embarrassed about it either you know what as a mail clerk you probably saw more fucking combat than some of the 03 uh, 11s out there uh, so i i i saw so much mail <laughs> and who can say that who can say that you're in a combat zone man combat uh, absolutely none but none. mail <laughs> fucking thousands thousands of pieces of mail so by have the time ever, have you ever have you ever hand sorted paper mail with a uh, paper roster oh no way dude uh that that shit sucked like like i'm not going to compare it to combat but you know if I were, you were knee deep in some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely not. Like I, I was, I was a bitch ass poke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm still a poke, poke too. Just a box kicker is what they call us. Yeah, logistics for life. <laughs> supply boy. Whoop, whoop. You, know, you know what? Being in supply though wasn't so bad. I love it had my its supply spurt. guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you want to be friends with the supply guy, especially mm. when it's time to check out. Fucking supply and. 
Yes, the docks. Uh, and calm, calm. Those three. I agree. Uh, and I kind of, I kind of got lucky, uh, you know, being in the supply world when I was over in um, Iraq, or it was, I was in Kuwait and Iraq in 2003, because uh, I went over there in January before, you know, shit hit the fan. I was over there as a um, like an early party. I got voluntold, you know, go fucking help offload the ships and. Mm you know, get all the equipment uh, to its designated, um, you know, companies and all that. So I was kind of there for the logistic things and, um, you know, shit didn't really start going down until about March. They started bombing on us and shit, but. Um, so so you're, you're a little bit, you're a little bit more elder than I am. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, I'm fucking more, 41, more about salt. to be 42. A little, a yeah. A little more salt. Yeah, yeah, a little salty, as they would say. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of was at a unique time in the Marine Corps, dude. When I joined in the year two thousand, um, we still were using the old camis, still yeah. had to, you know, spit shine the boots and all that shit. And then about, I want to say it was either my last year or I had about two years left, and the new camis came in. And I had to go buy them motherfuckers because I was like, I don't want to iron no more. I don't want to shine my boots no more. So, you know, uh, like I got I was talking to the recruiter in 07. uh, Actually, I think it was like the end of 06, beginning of 07. I was talking to him and they were they were still wearing the uh, the old uh, tricolor. Oh, yeah. And and then as, as soon as I like enlisted everything had already switched over to the digis and I didn't have to shine no boots in boot camp. Yeah. And you guys probably got issued a couple sets of them, huh? Yeah, we got, we got, what was it? Like three sets of uh, woodland and like two sets of, di- of desert. Yeah. See, and I had to go buy mine um, if I wanted a pair and they didn't. The, so I, I never had the desert. Ones. The fucking, the fucking series before me got issued dress blues and the series after me got issued dress blues. And I had to go buy those motherfuckers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, so no, mad. I had to do the same thing, bro. It I was never like six hundred freaking dollars. Yeah, you know what? I never ended up with a fucking dress blue like coat. I never, I never bought the motherfucker because I was like living on PFC and Lance Corporal uh, pay at that time. I was like, fuck that. By the time I picked up Corporal, I was, uh, you know, almost <laughs> getting ready to yeah. So I, I got, I got those bitches when I was a Lance Corporal, and I, I wore them once and never wore them again. <laughs> uh until until uh I, and then i got i got busted down towards the end of my enlistment and then i, I never had to change my uniform it just had lance corporal chevron still on it oh shit yeah well because how long were you a corporal before you got busted down uh, about a year oh no shit yeah. Is it uh, anything you want to talk about, or is it? Uh... Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. NJPs are always fun. Uh, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> and for you know, listeners out there that don't know what an NJP, it's non-judicial punishment. All right, let's go down this rabbit hole. Let's go. Uh, all right. So, on deployment, doing mail, I hurt my back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I hurt my freaking back doing mail. What happened, man? Were you reaching too high for a slot no, I, or something, dude? I, I, I honestly don't really know. Oh no shit. Okay. Uh I, I ended up getting uh x rays later and they told me that I had a compression fracture on my uh T twelve. Huh. 
Wow. So, and at that time, what did uh, uh, any medical profession do? They just threw narcotics at it. Yeah. So, so I was, I was just blitzed out of my mind on Vicodins and Percocets like 24 seven. Were you and, overdoing it a little bit, maybe? I, I mean, maybe once or twice, but not, <laughs> not, not that much. Right. right. <laughs> like, to, to be fair. Yes. I had fun with it, but more often than not, I was relatively responsible. Especially in a dry country, you know, mm. got to have something to have a little fun on, right? Oh, I didn't, I didn't get any diagnosis till I got back. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so so you, you were over there fucked up with your back and shit? Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, it's just a backache. It's just a backache. Right. You know, like I can power through it. I can power through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get back and I'm like, this, it's just not going away. Like, like it shouldn't be lasting this long. And uh, so I went and get checked out and they tell me what's up. And long story short, uh, they get uh, I, I was seeing a uh, an on base psychiatrist of all things. And because I had I had some issues on deployment, like uh, not, nothing like super big, just more like some depression issues. Right. I was dealing with. And uh she she freaking backdoored me into Wounded Warrior Battalion. Oh, okay. And my my original battalion did not like that at all. <laughs> at all. They're and, not allowed to be a broke dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And you know, I thought because one, I'm freaking high on uh opioid opioids <laughs> all the damn time, so I don't really know what the fuck's going on. Uh, but she was telling me, I'm like, all right, if I agree to this, are they going to help my back? The thing that I really need help with? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what I think I'm going there for. And she's just the one uh, doing the paperwork. Like in hindsight, I don't know why I thought a mental health professional would be putting me in anything for a physical issue. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> like looking back on it like no that, that that's kind of stupid <laughs> oh fuck dude but uh so anyway i get there i get there and i'm i'm hanging out and i'm doing all this this kind of cool stuff like they they sent us up to uh the national finals rodeo in vegas which was which was, was fucking awesome all right not gonna lie it, it was cool and uh that was it like uh like a horse or like fucking bulls or what both uh just the show oh that, like they, they sent us up there i mean it was more of a display thing for oh, the, the the veterans night for us to stand up and be recognized which is fucking the most embarrassing thing ever to have like you are our you're you're Special our guests yeah, yeah. You're our ornaments and all put, eyes on him put you on display for all to see oh yeah these are man. our veterans <laughs> thank them Oh, hi guys <laughs> take them or throw rocks at them however you choose <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh back back to the story at hand uh i was i let i was still in 29 palms by the way that was my permanent doozy state oh i got yeah. a story about 29 palms Ooh. okay so i was uh i i had a friend in my original battalion and he was having some issues with the battalion himself and it was Christmas time, 
And he was like, hey, man, can I stay in your room while you're gone? Because I was going on leave. It, they signed off on me driving to freaking <laughs> Illinois from California while prescribed opioids. They're like, yeah, this seems good. <laughs> you're good. Go for it. Oh, man, this is, yeah, some guys that went through some fucking schooling for a couple months anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> I drive all the way from Cali to Illinois and the next day I get a call from my staff sergeant. He's like, you need to get your ass back here right now. I'm like, are you fucking with me? Staff sergeant? <laughs> He's like, no, you need to get back here right now. Your room's a mess. I'm like, Oh my fucking God. And wow, where, where were you already at this point? I, I was in Illinois. You were already there. I was already in Illinois. Oh, all I thought the you way, were made it all the way oh, there. Oh fuck, dude! It's like how long were you, had you been there when you already made the call? A day. Oh no. A day. Oh fuck, dude! And he, what are you gonna tell him? No, fuck off. Uh, yeah, no. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Uh, and I had, I had planned, I had budgeted my trip for the return to be right after uh, payday, right? Oh shit! So yeah, I, have, I have, no, yeah, I have no, I have no. I have no fucking money to for gas to get back. Mom, dad. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know how embarrassing it is to be like, Mom, I know I'm a big bad Marine, but I need money. I got my shit together, I swear. But can I borrow five dollars? Like... Look, let me hold let me hold 20 bucks real quick. <laughs> Mom, watch me make this 20 into 40 for you. Just give me a little bit of time. <laughs> So, so we, we eventually do get the money together. I'm like, uh, he's like, you need to get back here right now. Right. I'm like, look, I don't know if I can. He's like, well, you need to figure it out. You got till Friday. I'm like, well, fuck. Oh man. And it was like, I'm surprised he gave you till like, fucking Friday. Yeah. It was like Thursday. Oh, okay. No, okay. <laughs> no I can't. I can't. It was, it was at like the beginning of the week. It was Friday morning. That motherfucker was like, yeah, you, <laughs> you need to be back by Friday. <laughs> Like next, like next Friday? No, yes, today, bro. Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I get back, and yes, my room's a mess. My buddy fucked me, Blue Falcon. Oh gosh, damn, bro. And he just he like he left it a mess. He stayed mm. there a couple days and jammed or what? Yeah, I, I guess he, he had, had like beer a fucking cans. field day inspection. Like on a Monday no, or what, what happened? What happened was, is what they told me was that the battalion commander came up from San Diego to walk through the barracks for Christmas and, you know, like oh. talk to all the people. What, what I found out later was uh, another wounded warrior Marine didn't like how I was there and what I was there for. And, uh, and called my, called the, uh, the staff sergeant on me to check my room. What a bitch, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that motherfucker needs some bar soap party. He he he's the reason I knew it because he came clean to me afterwards. Mm, fucking guilty conscious. I guess. But uh this was only after like three months later. And when they did the paperwork to send me back to my original battalion, because after that incident, we got a new sergeant major and he made everybody sign this little contract thing that said if you miss a medical appointment then you get sent back to your original battalion because in wounded warrior battalion at that time you couldn't be njp'd like they can't njp you there you have to be sent back to your original battalion ah uh, 
So all of a sudden I miss a chiropractor appointment that I didn't even have or that I didn't even know I had. Mm. Yeah. I, a little shenanigans I think happened here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dude. Yeah. That sounds like a fucking shitty story. Like someone was out for you to get you, you know, like, yeah. So freaking, uh, they, they send me back to my original battalion. And at this point I got like three months left of my enlistment. Gosh, my, my original battalion bust me down because you're not allowed to have alcohol in wounded warrior. And my buddy left a bunch of beer cans. And that's what they got me for. And that's what they got me for. I was like all the stupid shit I've done in this entire enlistment. And this is what you get me for. You had to be like, (laughs) like close to 22 by this time. I I don't know. Did you join when you were 18 or I joined when I was 19. Oh, 19. So you're closer probably to 23 ish. 23 almost. Yeah. And then they're still fucking harping on us. Some alcohol. Uh, It it was more a couple beer cans. uh, Just a, it was more because uh, Wounded Warrior was the the medical thing, and they didn't want anybody having alcohol in there for medical reasons. Got it. Now, yeah, because you're on like opiates and shit, right? Yeah. So yeah. now, now is that a known thing? Like, like when they when you get there, like, hey, oh yeah, definitely. no drugs, alcohol, whatever. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, everywhere is no drugs, but yeah, right. I get your point. The alcohol point. Yeah. Alcohol. It, yeah, it was it was definitely hammered, and. Uh, Fucking, they, they're like, no, no alcohol, no, none of this. Now, the buddy that. that stayed there, did he know that or did you not even think to even say anything about it? So, yeah, no, I, I didn't even, I didn't even think to say nothing to him, if right. I'm being honest. I, no, I yeah, I'm sure. No, I, that's what I, I mean, I, my thought is that you probably weren't like, hey, bro, you're not thinking in your head like he's going to fucking go binge and just, you know, leave your place looking like a. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did tell I'm like, hey, make sure this place isn't a fucking mess. So. I mean, I mean gosh damn, bro, being in the Marine Corps, you should know that how the fuck they want those barracks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the neatest person in the fucking world. Right. Like I've definitely gotten yelled at on field day uh, a few times. <laughs> or made the I'm, or made I'm everybody fail or what? <laughs> I mean maybe once. <laughs> but but I definitely had enough sense to not leave a bunch of fucking beer cans. Yeah, man. I mean, come <laughs> strewn on. Strewn across the fucking floor. Yeah. Oh, now I'm cursing like a like a marine. Yeah, <laughs> Every other pretty, word it's is pretty awesome. natural. Yeah, that's our favorite. I think that's our favorite one. Definitely. Mm. That and freaking. You know, have you ever, dude? Have you watched the Netflix thing on curse words? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to check it out, bro. It goes through all the different curse words, how they originate it, why it's a bad word, whatnot. Good-ass uh, documentary to watch on Netflix. It's oh. um, I, I, it's pretty funny. And, uh, and, we- and it, it, it kind of, like, uh, desensitizes curse words. For me, it's like, how stupid. Because I've always thought in my head, like, who the fuck determined that fuck is a bad word? Or, yeah. you know. Is, is Netflix sponsoring this? No. Ah, shit. <laughs> I wish get that net get that Netflix money. Man, if they I can could. afford it now that uh, they're charging everybody for, I passwords. just gave I just gave them a free plug right there. You know what I mean? So, I know. You know they don't need any free plugs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, man, it's a uh, that's a that's a crazy story, dude. And uh, All right. it sucks that you get busted down. So going going into the NJP, I uh, I went and talked to a JAG lawyer, right? Okay. 
just just it's like so a I U.S. is a Navy guy, right? Usually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, just to see what my options were, because you know I'd never been NJP before, right? And uh, I go and talk to them, and they're like, "Well, you can record, uh, you can request a court martial up to the uh, point of uh, uh, the commanding officer sentencing you." And you could have a, a don't they have like um like a panel of jurors and stuff like that for that? Or I, no? Yeah, I guess. I, never I think got it's I think it's Marines and sailors. Yeah, that are that, uh, like that that make up the juror. So yeah, you didn't go that far. No, well, I I tried, but we'll 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 get there in a second. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> you're good. So uh, I talk to the the jag lawyer, and I get back to my battalion, and my sergeant major comes up to me, and he was like, "You, uh, if you uh, go back to talk to Jag again, we're going to make this worse for you." Damn, I'm a fucker straight up threatening <laughs> like, you and all, bro. I was, I, I was like, what? I'm like, what I rank was this guy? Sergeant Major, the the, uh, the battalion sergeant major. Yeah, the untouchable <laughs> feeling guy. Yeah, and I was I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the day of the NJP comes, like I, I figured I'd just take the NJP anyway. You know, I had already made that decision in my head before he even talked to me. I was like, I think I'll just, I'll just take it. I'll, now, I'll if you would have thought it, could your, uh, could like with like the the sentence or something could be worse or the penalty or? No? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's always that risk because it, then it becomes a judicial issue, right? And it would go on your record if you lost. Yeah, fuck that. So, so you had to bow down and just take whatever. Pretty much, I'm yeah. like this is this is non uh, non judicial, and it won't be on any record. And the only thing it's going to be is hurting my pride. So you didn't want to like you didn't pass the buck and say it wasn't you. Did you kind of just own? Oh it no, I say did. that was my I, shit. Or you, or you're no, like, no, I absolutely. Last corporal fucking so and so fucking fucked me, dude. <laughs> I I even called him as a witness. <laughs> And he, oh my god! He stood up. He stood up, and he was like, "Yeah, he let me stay there, and this was my stuff and whatnot." I'm like, "All right," and they yeah. absolutely did not give a shit. Oh gosh, damn! So uh, before before the NJP starts, uh, <laughs> this uh, this captain, female captain, came, was coming by, and I knew her. And I look at her. I'm like, uh, "NJPs are a lot like the first time you have sex." A lot of noise and no satisfaction. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what, what did she say? She, back to that? Oh yeah, she busted out laughing. Oh well, that's good. At least we, we, we had that kind of relationship. Yeah, like, I least... was, it wasn't some random person. Yeah, okay, because yeah, dude, that could have been received any other way. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, definitely, but right, I mean, yeah, back then times were a little different. Uh, they were. You and, could bust you know, balls sounds... a lot better and. That you sounds know. cliche, but it, right. it really is the truth. You, you no, can it is. get away with saying some stupid ass ignorant shit back then. Right. And you know, not take it to um, you know, to heart as much. I don't think we mm -hmm. took things so serious. You know, and it's like, in my defense, that son of a I bitch called me a bitch again. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> and, and in my in my defense, I had just popped a Percocet right before the trial. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i am not doing this sober oh my gosh bro did you get did you happen to get like uh addicted to any of that oh god uh did you i have to would wing yourself I would say, off i would say i was definitely opioid dependent the right. uh because i was prescribed it for a legitimate reason 
And uh, if they all of a sudden took it away from me, I probably would be considered an addict. But since I was medically prescribed it, I was just dependent. (laughs) (laughs) Medically uh, dependent. But eventually, uh, what is it? I'm going on a little over two years completely off of all medicine now. Wow. So it it took you a little time. It took me a little bit took me a little bit so you you continue using after you got out yeah yeah yeah. uh i i i was evaluated by the va and and i'm in that system and everything and they did the same thing the navy hospital did and just threw the narcotics at me wow that sucks man yeah it it sucks that like you make it that far to you know your career and you're literally like at the end, and then they shit on you three months prior to getting out. Oh yeah. Oh, and I I had to go back to my original battalion where they didn't want me going to Wounded Warrior in the first place. Oh gosh. So I was just ostracized like a pariah. Were you always uh, were you always voluntold to do the shit shit work no, or like I was uh... I was still on a medical profile, so okay. they they so. could all they did was stick me in your light duty office. Right. Yeah. They, they, with res- light duty with restrictions or, uh, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, uh, after the NJP, they put me on restriction for a month. Did you have to go check in at the yeah, they, battalion? They me, yeah. They made my yeah. ass walk <laughs> yeah. from the barracks to the battalion building on the a, weekends on a medical profile. On the weekends, too. You had to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, every, on the weekends, it was like, a lot more. You had to come every two hours or something. Every two hours. Yeah. It was every two hours. And then uh, during the week, it was like you had to check in in the morning and then check in in the evening. Yeah, I remember having battalion duty a couple times and all the restriction guys were uh, some even like suicide all the watch. Bags. There were suicide watch guys. I mean, all kinds of different guys that we had to like, like the suicide watch guys, uh, they had to be checked on by the duty guys every like hour. Yeah. And stuff like that. And then the guys that were in trouble, they had to go all the way up to battalion, sign the little log that they were here to check in. Uh, you, uh, you said something earlier about 29 Palms. Were you were you stationed 29 Palms? Okay, so yeah, let's go there. We so will. My original orders. Okay, so after I get done going to my supply school, learning how to become a box kicker, you know, uh, I don't know how it was for you guys, but like around uh, like the couple days prior to graduating supply school they give your orders to your first duty station and we got to select like the the top three that we wanted to go to yeah or whatever yeah and my last episode was literally just on this whole thing we're talking about i just actually recorded uh yesterday that i'm dropping (laughs) today anyways um (laughs) so you know i i pick uh i pick i think camp pendleton is number one um, I believe I picked Miramar as number two, and I, I think the only other choice was 29 Palms, the Stumps, 29 Stumps, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because everybody's always talked shit, like, you don't want to go to 29 Palms. You don't want, you know, you don't want 29 Palms. So I, I didn't put it on there. So comes time to get our fucking orders, bro. Everybody's getting their orders and shit. Comes to me. I'm like, Oh no. 29 fucking palms, dude. <laughs> oh, 
No one else in this motherfucker gets 29 palms. Only me, man. And I'm like, oh, this is a joke. So I'm like, fuck it. What can you do? You can't trade your orders or nothing. You're, you're just stuck with what the hell you got. And so I'm just like, all right, take my straw and suck it up. And uh, I'll go. So, so I go. I go there. Um, I get there like the night before. They put me in a room. I get up in the next morning, get, you know, the alphas on and shit, how we're supposed to check in, go in. It's a warrant officer that I'm checking in with. And, you know, you're familiar with warrant officers, right? They were enlisted, but then yeah, they yeah, worked yeah. on their you know, getting commissioned and all that. So anyways, this warrant officer, you know, do, do our little greet and sit down. He's uh, looking at my orders and shit. And he was like, he's like shaking and shit in his head. I'm like, oh, what? He looks up and he's like, well, devil dog. I got some good news and I got some bad news. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, and, uh, you know, what do you want? What do you, how do you want it? You want it? And I was like, oh, just give me the bad news first. Just shove it right up there. Yeah. He was like, well, uh, the bad news is, is they completely fucked your orders up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. What's the good news? <laughs> like, if there's good news to this. Um, he's like, it looks like your orders are actually, supposed to be for Oceanside. Oh. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to act like I'm excited or happy. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just sitting there like, in my head like, fuck yeah! Please let me, I you just know, won please. the fucking lottery. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know, fucking being in the hot-ass deserted desert or being on a fucking beach with some, you know, some nice-looking little chicks. <laughs> I, I cannot <laughs> imagine how differently my enlistment would have gone if I had been stationed in, like, Oceanside or Lejeune. Bro, so, I mean, I was only at 29 stumps for fucking two days. That's a depressing place. Were and you supposed out- to be, were you supposed, sorry, were you supposed to be going to uh, CLB7? What was it? I think it was, like, CSSG1 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds then. pretty familiar, dude, because I ended up going to FSSG um, at Camp Pendleton. Uh, we were, I was, I got stuck in uh, CLB7, uh, the logistics battalion, as a remake rebuild. Mechanic. Oh, yeah. See, that's probably where they were going to send me because what the warrant officer said, he was like, hey, listen, I can use the 3051 here, you know, so if you want to stay here, you can, but no, or I can, <laughs> you know, take you on your orders. And I mean, without acting like I'm fucking elated, I'm just like, you know, took a little time. Like I'm thinking about it. I was like, I think I'll just go with my orders, sir. And he's, he's like, oh, and, yeah. and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, is this guy going to shit on me? Because up to this point, bro, the only uh like real encounters i've had with officers is at boot camp you know and at the mm. boot camp it's like fucking you know fucking we start, yeah and you're all fucking scared of them every time you see them attention on deck you know <laughs> you know like oh gosh fucking officer. you know like by your leave sir you know like fucking you know if he's standing there it's like oh god but so i didn't you know it's kind of intimidating you know when you're first checking in and talking yeah. to this guy and you kind of telling him what you want to do and he was really cool about it man he was like yeah no problem he's like uh go ahead and take a seat out there uh give me a little bit i'm gonna make a couple phone calls we'll get your orders corrected and get you on your way and nice. he even gave me like an extra day of like travel time so being that i only live like two hours away from 29 palms it gave me the opportunity to go back home before i actually went to camp pendleton and um, went and checked in but the uh, you know the only fucking so downside really to that go the downside to that is i had a fucking check in twice yeah that, you know what i mean pain in the ass. i had to go check in twice and so yeah and then so after that when i got to uh oceanside um they 
they put me into uh, supply battalion FSSG, and then um, I only stayed there for maybe like two years, and then I kind of was uh, kind of in with my staff sergeant and this other gunny from uh, the fucking like the Delmar area where the beach is and stuff. Mm-hmm. He comes over and he was like, "Hey, I need two Marines," and uh, that staff sergeant took me and my, one of my best friends, um, Ojeda, and he was like. Uh, you guys, you guys are going to go with him and you guys are going to a new unit. And we were like, what? And I went over there and it was like fucking night and day from different units. Cause that first unit I went to bro, like, Oh, the field days were atrocious. We would fail them all the time. I mean, they would keep us over on a Friday night and, you know, re-inspect us on a Saturday morning. Uh. It just, I mean, that's like just shit leader. Supply battalion was like, you know, they fucking always called it like the plantation and um, or Mattel. <laughs> that's you know that's racist. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, it just, you know, it was, it was, dude. I mean, here's how bad it was. Like, they'll be like, oh, President Bush, because you know, I was around the Bush time. President Bush is coming to see us today. He's coming on the base. And you're like, this motherfucker ain't going to come by here over at the warehouses. Like, He's, he could give a fuck about our supply this, shit. This it, motherfucker is not going to be coming into some. Yeah, they're, they're not going to take him out of barracks room. They go over. They take him to main side usually and take him over to the fucking football fields and have a huge ceremony for him. I was like, I doubt they're going to take him in a little van and bring him over to the supply battalion. But these guys, bro, would have us out there beautifying the, the road. And, like, mm-hmm. there'd be cracks with a little bit of weeds coming up. We'd have to sit there and pull out all the weeds and all the cracks all the way down this long-ass supply battalion road. It's just, uh, bro. Speaking, huh. speaking of speaking of high-profile fucking people, uh, I got my I got called a dumbass by the sergeant major of the Marine Corps once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, hey, dude, that's, that's a rare occasion. You know what I mean? Like, not In everybody can say of- that. In front of God and the entire base. Oh my gosh! They believe. Oh my gosh! So they 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 had set up the general's lawn with like bleachers and shit, and everybody on base was fucking there, except for like essential duty personnel. And <laughs> fucking, they opened up. I don't even remember what the hell they talked about. To be honest, I, just spewing bullshit. And they opened up the floor and we had just gone through like death by PowerPoint by death by PowerPoint about the, uh, the rise in sexual assaults. Mm. Right. And, and like, they kept showing us these graphs with these huge ass spikes in them. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I mean, that's horrible. That That's absolutely horrible. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, are they, are they on the rise or have they always been this and they're just now actually getting reported and we're now just seeing a big spike because people are actually doing their freaking job and reporting. Right. And, and, That's valid. And, and that was, that was my question. They opened it up to questions. I may not have said it as articulately as I just did. because <laughs> I've had years to think about it. Right. But the general gist of the question remains. Sure. And the commandant started to answer and the 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 sergeant major of the Marine Corps kind of took over. He's like, you know what, Marine? They say there's no such thing as a stupid question, but that was a stupid fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't get a coin. 
Oh man, no. <laughs> not yeah, definitely not for that one. Damn, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. That not like not everybody can say that they got the, you know, a name called by the sergeant major of the Marine Corps. Mm. So I think that's pretty unique, bro. Gonna be on my grave. Got called a dumbass by the sergeant major of the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> Wear that with pride. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a ribbon for it. <laughs> so now, so after the Marine Corps stuff, man, what did you, what did you get yourself doing? And you know, what are you up to now? And oh. I mean, I, I, you know, I, if you guys are listening, he's pretty big on TikTok. He does voiceovers, comedian. He's funny as hell. Um, but I mean, that's kind of how I got to know you is through TikTok. And I was like, damn, dude, this guy, a funny dude. I'm sure he's got some good stories to tell. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, tell us about what you're doing nowadays. Uh, so when I first got out, I didn't know what the fuck to do. Really, right. uh, I knew I had a, I knew I had the GI Bill, so I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to school. Yeah. Turns out, they don't let you become a pilot when you're prescribed narcotics. Oh. But if you they... ever have, ever had <laughs> once in your life or something, or uh, or is it within a time frame that, when when you're currently prescribed? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was still, <laughs> I was still prescribed. <laughs> Again. Okay. Now that makes way sense, me, bro. <laughs> you know, hindsight tells me that makes sense. But right. At the time, I was like, but why can't I fly? I feel amazing. I feel and like I'm, I'm flying right now. I'm flying right now. I fly every day. I'm a fucking veteran at flying. <laughs> and so, but they let me take ground classes. Uh, to get uh, to get all that huh. out of the way. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, like like flight theory and all, all that all that stuff. And uh, they had me take a meteorology course because you need to know weather. Okay, yeah, that makes and sense. I'm like I'm like yeah, no, my thoughts exactly. But then they, it was like an advanced meteorology class. Like they wanted me to learn albedo and fucking the the science and do all these mathematical equations by the way albedo is the measurement of the radiation reflecting off of a surface only Thank thing you, i remember that flew right over my head only thing <laughs> it was I a big word that. <laughs> so I, I failed that course <laughs> needless to say you didn't make it huh i, I so, didn't make it can, can you uh can dead you, dog uh, dead. <laughs> Can you forecast the weather yet? Or, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, I can look outside. <laughs> well, it's a little that's... cloudy, overcast. <laughs> I think it might rain. I feel it in my back. Like 10%, 10% chance. There's about a, about a 45% chance that something <laughs> will happen. Oh, man. So, what did you do after you failed the class, dude? Did you kind of give uh, up that dream or what? Uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I did not realize how hard it was to survive just just survive uh because the the gi bill while it's a great thing it does not really cover all your expenses for living no yeah absolutely not definitely and, not enough and i thought ignorantly as a child i thought i'm like oh the gi bill's got me i don't ever freaking i i can go to school and live no that didn't work <laughs> I think, you know, that's kind of a hard thing when a lot of guys get out of the Marine Corps because um, sometimes, you know, our MOSs or jobs don't translate to something in the civilian world. 
Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, and a lot of times when you go try to get a job and at this time, dude, we're, we're all like 22, 23, 24 years old when we're getting out. If you're getting out, you know, have to do a four year enlistment, you know, and you, it, a lot of these jobs are like, we need at least five years of experience. You're like, yeah, you know, like, damn, um, I got experience in this, though. You know what I mean? But it doesn't necessarily always translate. In the I ran, I ran into that. I ran in that to that so many times. Everybody's so fucking appreciative of our service, but when it comes down to fucking helping us get a job, it doesn't fucking matter. I know, right? It, it, that's the most frustrating it, part. And like, I see a lot of guys, and, that, and see that's maybe where the Marine Corps. See, I feel like the Marine Corps can do a better job helping guys transition out. But they, the problem is, is they only care about you if you're staying in, right? Mm-hmm. We need you in this motherfucker, not getting out. I don't care to help you while you're out type deal we got motherfuckers in-house i need to help so as we're trying to transition out man that's when the career jammers or whatever (laughs) if they're if they're they're finding out like you're you know you're not ready to go in the um you know continue your path down the marine corps and you want to get outside and and be a good uh veteran or whatever and uh you know uh give to the society versus take from the society Mm -hmm. they need to to give better you know opportunities for these guys man because you know we're so focused on a mission when when i got out seps and taps was the biggest fucking joke yeah i know a a lot of when a lot of things that i've noticed even getting out everything being a veteran it's like we're still fighting when we get out for everything everything is convoluted uh red tape procedures takes too long to get things done Mm -hmm. i'm like I'm, i'm going through it right now um, with the housing authority and all this stuff. And it's like, we need a signature, but Barbara's out on uh, leave for two weeks. Well, is Barbara the only one you got in there? You know what I mean? Like for a signature. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> They're exactly. Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, my gosh. I, so if Barbara dies, we're all just fucked. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. It's going to take us a couple of months to train someone <laughs> like, well, fuck dude. Like it's just like the kind those kind of things, it's it frustrates me because I don't always think about myself when I go into situation. I think, well, if this shit's happening to me, how many other people is this happening to behind me or before me, and why can't? I mean, to me, take out some of the 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 bullshit that, that's in there that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they vet they vet things out so much to the point of. It starts to wear and and put. We're already as veterans, kind of going through some shit. Some mm-hmm. of us, you know, some of us are, some of us aren't. We don't need extra triggers or things like that to 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 put us at a high level of stress. Yeah, they're supposed to be there to kind of aid that and and try to transition us. And listen, I'm not a kind of person that thinks or uh, thinks because I'm a marine or a veteran that I deserve shit that i you know it's guaranteed to me um you know i'm not that that's not the no, you I, know what? I don't look for handouts you know either you know, i just you know what i, I I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you on that no, but yeah. that 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 right there is is a mindset that we need to move away from in my opinion yeah like like uh we've we've been walked all over as veterans because we have that mindset of selfless service and we didn't do this for ourselves we we need to have those people on our corner that that do say 
I do deserve this. Right. You know, this is a uh, uh, a thing that I'm afforded as right. a veteran. Uh, you know, and you know, it, it's not being selfish. We earned it. Yeah. And, and that's, I think it's hard for a lot of us veterans. And I, and I know a lot of the old school, especially because um, I feel like things in terms of mental health, it's getting better. But mm-hmm. like when, you know, old school ways, bro, it was like fucking, you know, nut up, nut yep. up, go figure that shit out. Don't be a bitch, you know, yep. um, all the time, you know. So when you get out, bro, your mindset still it's hard when you've been trained for four consecutive years, a certain way every day. And when you leave, like I still, you know, 20 something years later, bro, I still have some things that the Marine taught me that I just can't kick. You know what I mean? Like they, they implanted it into me, but you know, our mindsets, you know, that's where we start to, I think self implode with ourselves is we, we get, we feel defeated once we hit a block wall and that's all there is with a lot of these things. But what I've noticed, and because I have a, a, a wife that's, you know, an advocate and she fights for things instead of saying, all right, whatever, we'll just take it. You know, I found out that it sucks, but the VA literally will tell everybody no up front and expect for you not to fight back. Mm-hmm. But when you go to fight back, then they're like, okay, you get it. But why does it take that? Why does it take me? a whole nother couple of years to go do this again, just for you guys to turn around and say, all right, go ahead. Because, because you came money. back and you fought it. Right, because right. money. That's no, why. I know. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But it's just, it's, it's, it's rough, man. And there's, there's, there's combat veterans out there that uh, have a serious need, man. Yeah. And, you know, because of the convolution in the system and also there's people that plague the system that don't really need something, it makes everything rough, man. It's, it, you know, and, and that's why some of these guys are losing their battle to their demons is they just give up. You know, yeah. they're, they're tired of fighting. It's like they're tired of just always having to fight. And and I get that way sometimes, too. And if I didn't have a good support system, I can I can tell I can see myself going down a bad path. Oh, yeah. you know, if Definitely. I didn't have someone to kind of keep me on a good path. And uh, I've, I've, I've definitely, I went down that road after my NJP, uh, after I got done with the restriction and everything, I, I was at the lowest point in my life. Nobody was a friend. Everybody fucking hated me. Uh, at, I, I literally went out to the desert one day and about ended it. Damn. Yeah, that's uh, fucking rough. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I'm still here is because a rock hit the side of my door from the downhill side when I asked, uh, I literally asked God, I'm like, I don't care if you exist, just give me a sign. Or I don't care if I'm welcome, if you exist, give me a sign. And a rock hit my door from the downhill side. I was like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you uh, didn't uh, succumb to those, you know, the bad thoughts. And, it, you know, it's such a mindset sometimes that we get ourselves in. Mm-hmm. How were you able to kind of pull yourself out of it after that? Did uh, I, I adopted uh, the mindset of I don't give a fuck. Right. Fuck uh, to, what to, other to, people think and stuff like that. Yeah, really. Yeah, to, be, right. to be perfectly honest, it, it was uh, if it's not about to kill me, I don't care. Yeah, no, that's fair. And it was an extreme 
uh, it was an extreme solution for a temporary problem that took me years to get out of. That's yeah, uh, rough. And, you know, they, they say suicide is a, an extreme measure for a temporary problem. Uh, I, I went completely emotional numb. I, I, I went emotionally. I, I just completely shut down emotionally to protect myself. Yep. And it, put it your put your years. walls up and all that and shut it, it shut it down, huh? It took me years to to start essentially feeling again. Like I I, I always like like it's it's kind of hard to explain because I, I always like felt shit. Like no, I wasn't no, a it, robot. It, you don't have to explain it to me because I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Exactly. And you know, I think even still to this day, sometimes I have issues with my feelings mm -hmm. you know and how to be empathetic or sympathetic or um sometimes you know because you know you're trained to fucking look at things a different way and yeah. sometimes you know it's not always received the way it's not always a good thing for other people that aren't used to that kind of uh life yeah definitely so to speak but uh so so moving moving on to uh, what I did later after, after I failed at school, uh, I, I just started working. Uh, I worked security for a little bit and then I worked in a factory for a while Then I went and worked in another factory for a while. And then I saw people like COVID hit yeah, and, yeah. and, and then we were still working at the factory uh, it shut down for like a month and then we went back to work. You were an essential. Yeah, we were essential. Uh, automotive, <laughs> automotive production uh, apparently was essential. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Fucking we still need our vehicles. Them, them lobbyists really got that one. <laughs> Man, I, I got my own opinions on the whole deal, uh, but we won't even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and. You know, I, I just, I, I woke up one day and I started TikTok at work and I've always, I actually took uh, a video editing and uh, in class while I was in Wounded Warrior. I, I took a whole course on it. Nice. And pass that? Yeah, I, I, I passed that. Uh, so you're I, not a complete failure in school then? Shoot. No, no, no. Like, like not, not completely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh stop if, doing if your test in fucking crayon no <laughs> so anyway uh i get I, I get into tiktok and I, I start getting a little bit of a following I, I start being creative and it helps me mentally yeah bro i i was kind of one of your earlier followers you didn't you you're, i don't know I, I think last time i checked you were around twenty five thousand or something like that i don't know man yeah I, I remember you you were probably in the thousands or something when i was you know uh when i first started watching some of your videos yeah it, it's it's been a minute and you could definitely tell dude your film editing is great man you've done some really good uh good videos especially whenever it's like a mill talk deal uh, against the different branches or just like this whole freaking um, croissant, croissant dude. <laughs> yeah, the croissant <laughs> thing. So, so yeah, man, you definitely have taken a liking to the TikTok world. Kind of like me, dude. I, I started during the whole COVID time, and it was it went from kind of watching the videos to like 
trying them out and getting more comfortable and, you know, showing my face out there. I took a pretty long break for a while. So, like I said, when I came back, I could tell, like, all of a sudden you had a huge influx on uh, followers. Yeah. Um, I took a good while off, dude, because I just got to the whole point when Chinese, China took over it and stuff like that. I was like, oh, man, these fools are taking all our information. Yeah. You know, I'm just and, like. And then I, then I reminded myself, well, what the hell is China going to do with my information? And, Give and me a better credit I, score. I'm, I, I understand <laughs> what I can talk about and what I shouldn't talk about in general. So, right. you know, because I've, I've worked in classified jobs. And I, I'm very, I'm, I know, you know, what's sensitive and what's not. So I know the, the, the videos I'm taking out there, if these motherfuckers want to take intel on it, me running into a fucking wall or something and falling down, uh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Look, you know? and OPSEC, OPSEC is important. It is. 100% important. But I guarantee you any classified information I know now is 15 years old. Yeah. And same here. And probably unclassified. Right. I'm still not going to talk about anything, but you know, as a tank mechanic, I got a whole secret clearance. <laughs> <laughs> I had a secret clearance working in aerospace. So I was preview to a lot of information and some of it's actually coming out now, like 20 years later, bro. I'm like, oh, nice. I could talk about it now, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I was, I was working at freaking Toyota uh, over in Southern Indiana. Okay. And, uh, People, people were just dying at work, like literally, just from old, the co- old, from COVID or just no, just, just, just general old, old old people that been there for like 20, uh, 19 years, just keeling over. Damn, you know. And I, I was I I did some introspective search, and I'm like, is this what I want? I mean, it was decent money, but like, is this what I want with my life? Like, until I'm proven otherwise, I only get one. Right. And, you know, and, and I really did some hard thinking. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, at the time I was, I was trying to reenlist. Uh, and I was, I was going to try to go army. Yeah, dude, I had seen a video about that. So what, what ended up going with that? Uh, so what ended up going with that was, uh, they wanted a bunch of medical waivers and, that's where I'm at right now. Are you still are you still pursuing it? Uh, kind of. It's more of a back burner thing now. Yeah, like you're. If it happens, it happens. Type deal. It, pretty much. Yeah. But now, would they make you go through boot again? I mean, I know yes. most because it's been too long. Yeah, they would make me do boot camp again. Fuck. Can you now? Can you come out like as like an E three or anything like that? Because you had prior service or no? Oh, I would. I would go in as E three. Okay. Perfect. Well, I guess that's but, uh, not half ass yeah. bad. But I mean, so they don't do they? Ha- they didn't have any issues with your NJP. No, I mean nah. it, it was it was uh, statute of limitation is ten years, I guess, because that was the question on the uh, the intake was, have you been NJP'd in the last ten years? I'm like, nope, it's been fifteen. So how old are, <laughs> how old are you right now? Thirty five. Thirty five. So what is? I thought the cutoff is around that age. You you get to add whatever time and service you have, you get to subtract that from your age essentially. Okay. So I can I'm 31. Okay. As far as they're concerned. Did not know that. Yep. You have now, to be able to retire with at a certain age, not that you can't come in at a certain age. 
So what, like, what, what makes you want to go army or, you know, what makes you actually want to go back in? Is it just, uh, I mean, what was, I, what was your drive to, be, to, to be honest, it was, it was, uh, mill talk and, and the camaraderie that I, that I found on there. You started missing. I started missing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Wow, because yeah, man, I couldn't even imagine at this point in my in my time to to go uh, sign up and do it again. Right. So I mean, that's you know, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> got to be. That's a decision that you really got to think through. And but you got, uh, you got a family now too, right? Yeah, I, uh, my wife just opened the door for whatever reason. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing?" I told her what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, dude, we can still tell them. They'll still check on us. Yeah. Trust but verify. <laughs> but uh no, so I mean during this whole time I I, I was doing a voiceover uh and uh the, the videography stuff and the editing. Like that that was always a side burner thing. I saw you did a commercial for your local gem or was that a yeah. that's yeah, that's that looks that was a good one. Oh thanks. Yeah, yeah I, I just did a, a commercial for a local gym. I'm I'm contracted right now for four commercials for a company. Uh, can't really say who, but yeah, sure. No, no, no. Is it pay? Is it pay halfway decent, or is it not? Uh, like, yeah. Not, uh, not well, right home about or. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. Uh, my my rates are, uh, what is it? Generally, it's about if you want me to edit and do voiceover, it's about at the minimum two hundred and twenty bucks. Oh shoot, that's that's not bad. Yeah. Now, uh, how much time do you usually kind of spend on doing these kind of things? Yes. Does it come natural? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've I've always I've always had a, a natural talent for like composition and putting film together. Uh, ever since I was like really little awesome. and, and uh, it, it does come natural to me. Like, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't really work on anything last week. I had strep, so I couldn't put any voice uh, to the commercials. So that kind of hampered me a little bit. I was a little mad about that. Yeah. That sucks, dude. You just kind of pick that up and then you got to be like, Oh, sorry guys. I'm sick. Yeah. Which is, kind of a crappy thing to do but the client uh was uh, was not in a hurry to have it done in the first place so that kind of worked out that's good yeah yeah um let's see here uh, i'm currently going to school at full sale for digital cinematography to get my bachelor's nice how far are you away from getting your bachelor's you got a couple more classes or are you are you pretty kind of new i do it started okay <laughs> i'm in month two now are you going to like regular school it's going to take you a whole four years or are you going through like because like when i got my degree i went online it was ctu online and it was kind of an accelerated thing like my um, yeah. the classes were like five and a half weeks versus 10 weeks or something so. it's going to be 28 months for a bachelor's okay yeah it's just one month after the other yeah, no, no breaks. Huh? You're gonna just knock it out. Is it more of a like a bachelor's type of you know course? Like you got to complete it to earn your bachelor's. You're not gonna 
walk away with like an AA or anything like that? Uh, you they for whatever reason they have you choose, which I don't know why they give you the choice. They should just give it to you. Uh, at the beginning, you with the paperwork, you can choose to uh, get any certificates or associates degree on the way. So if you don't make it all the way to the bachelor's, you can you at, at least, least say get, you had something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of how it was for the school I went to. It was uh, you're going and you're working for your bachelor's and you you got to complete it to mm-hmm. get your bachelor's. There was no AA or anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm mainly going because the GI Bill covers the tuition. Yeah. And the tuition, uh, the they send you what they call a launch box and it comes with a uh, a Sony FX6 camera, what? Which, is, which is like a fucking seven thousand dollar camera. Wow! And that's included in the tuition. I want that camera. So the GI Bill pays tuition. Tuition gets me a camera. Win Damn. win win. Yeah, no shit. I know when I went to uh, when I used my GI Bill. I was working at Northrop Grumman. It's an aerospace company, and they paid uh, back then. It was eighty percent tuition reimbursement, so I was able to get eighty percent from my employer, and then just use my GI Bill to cover the twenty percent, which was more than enough. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up walking away with like making like twelve thousand dollars of going to school versus like people walking away with like fifty thousand dollar loans or more. Right. So, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I got to say, at least I, I'm glad I took advantage of that and I paid towards the whole GI bill. So, and, you know, uh, and you, the greedy part of me is like, I paid for it. I'm going to use it. You know? I, I did too. I, I paid for the first two years I paid into the Montgomery and then they changed it over and gave us money back. Yeah. When was that changeover? Uh, seven, eight, like in late eight, early nine. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think I think I'm done with mine now, but I could have probably still. I think I had a little bit left to where if I wanted to go work on my master's, I probably would have had a little bit, and I could have mm-hmm. probably asked for you know try to get more. But I was kind of done once I was done with school, man, because uh, for the company I was working at, it was more of a checkbox, you know, check mm-hmm. the box. He's got his degree. And then after that, once you have the degree, you don't need a master's to, con- yeah. you know, to continue down uh, and, uh, in that in that uh, career. And uh, one, one other good thing about Full Sail is they're part of the Yellow Ribbon Program, which if anybody doesn't know, uh, the Yellow Ribbon Program is for private universities. It's a partnership with the VA. Uh, the VA will only cover so much. And if the private university is a member of the Yellow Ribbon program, they flip the rest of the bill. So you get like a grant or something? Type? No, they, they just they just pay themselves. They just pay it. Oh, nice. That's badass. Yeah. And uh uh but I'm I'm really going for that camera and the networking. <laughs> Dude, that camera alone is I might go sign up for school now, uh, just for that camera. I know. I, I'm just mad that it takes so long for them to send them to you. They're like, you need to complete at least three months. Yeah. Like, Give me the camera. I could be doing work with it right now. Exactly. That's freaking cool, man. So you got kids and stuff too? or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got married 
today's my wife's birthday actually oh what's up i said happy birthday yeah, from someone she has no idea oh yeah <laughs> man you got the double whammy right there yeah buddy. kind of a pain <laughs> <laughs> i know man uh man holidays in general are rough for me dude i couldn't hmm. imagine at least you know what you kind of kill two birds with one stone though it's like yeah you don't have to you already kind of got a, a target date like you know valentine's day is already a target date so you don't have to go remember her birthday as bad as right. like you know some of us dude were like oh <laughs> shit what is, oh, the fuck, day's my wife's birthday what <laughs> uh, uh then man. i've got a five-year-old and one that's about to be two damn okay so yeah uh my oldest is 18 she's at uh she's at uc san diego and my littlest dude's five so um, i know what it's like to have a five-year-old all over again no, it, it was weird kind of uh having a kid like my um my son he's 17 um and my daughter she's 18 so i had had kids you know for a while and then i got my little dude and how much things had changed from when i had them as you know little ones and mm. from the time he was like they had the little keurig type baby warmer bottle things that made the the formula bottles i was like whoa they got keurigs for the but formula bottles so there? much technology yeah like what uh uh, uh wipey warmer they got that <laughs> yes kids would have loved that back then <laughs> <laughs> i love it now <laughs> right yeah. it's so so warm on my tush yeah, don't worry. I plugged it in my bathroom after the kids were done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're not the only ones that can benefit from this. Yeah, no Put kidding. some dude wipes in it. Well, hey, listen, man. I really appreciate your time. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I I loved our conversation. I'm hoping maybe I can get you on again and we can uh, have some more conversations and tell some funny stories. Oh, yeah. Um, but I really, like I said, appreciate you uh, taking your time and talking to us and telling your stories, good, bad, or whatever, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Absolutely, dude. I'll be uh, getting in contact with you, and I'm always watching you on uh, TikTok. So, stalker, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what retirement does to you, dude. You find shit to do. <laughs> you just become a voyeur. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a Saturday. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, brother. We'll see ya. Deuces. Deuces. All right, friends and family, thank you all so much for listening to Every Day's a Saturday with me, myself, and I. Brian Roof. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with uh, Tim Sears. He's a United States Marine veteran. He's a funny dude. If you guys have a TikTok account, I suggest following him for some great uh, laughs. His uh, TikTok name is basically Tim.Sears. T-I-M dot Sears. S-E-A-R-S. Also, if you guys enjoyed that interaction between him and I, check out uh, the little little uh, outtake with us trying to test the app uh, it's kind of funny if you guys uh want to stick around after this go ahead otherwise until next time guys roof out oh yeah can you hear me all right
Yeah, how, how am I sounding? Perfect. It actually brings you through. Actually, you sound almost better through this. I'm sure I do. <laughs> I've, I've got it pulled up on my computer with my uh, with my mic and everything. You sound like you got that radio voice, bro. Hell yeah. am am i am i too gainy or am i clipping at all no man it actually uh, it comes very clear it 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 does sound a lot better than when we were on the facebook app oh yeah i was i was on my phone mic through that okay yeah this sounds great this is going to be perfect all right cool man Um, uh so uh i'm trying to figure out how to uh uh give me a test test one two three or something like that test one two test one two three okay so i can record you or myself with audacity that clicked clicked a little bit that that clicked a little yeah whenever whatever you did it was like oh that was probably my my mouse okay okay but did it sound like this no no Oh. It was in, it was in the uh, whatever happened. It happened in our conversation, like in the recording part, is oh, what right. I guess I'm saying. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, so I can let's figure this out because I'd like to be able to. There shouldn't be a reason why I can't record not only your voice but mine as well. Let's see why I have to choose. Is that what it's making you do, really, on the computer, huh? Uh, well, I mean, you can't cover, you can't do the actual conversation. It's making you pick one or the other individual, right? right. I mean, your your the the uh, the website we're using right now is recording both of us, sure, but, right? But I'm I, I was trying to see if we can't also have like a safety recording with yeah. audacity. Yeah. I mean, if you can uh, get it to work, cool. If not, no worries. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll tinker around with it, see if I can't get it working, and then uh, if it is great, if it's not, then we'll just roll without it. Yeah, man. All right, let's set up a a date to record. All right, yeah. Uh, tomorrow I have uh, a lecture at eleven. Okay, and you're we said two hours. You're two hours of time difference between me. Right, if you're out in Cali. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you you get out at eleven, or your eleven, or your your actual lecture starts at eleven. It starts at eleven, and it's a two hour lecture. So, like, you get out by one. Yeah. Uh, what if we did something like around two your time, twelve my time? Yeah, that would work. Okay. Perfect. Twelve p.m. my time. It's two p.m. your time. And we're going to do this tomorrow. All right. All right. Perfect, dude. Yeah. We're just kind of, like I said, we're kind of um, just do conversations, you know, talk about your time and service, what you've kind of been doing since you've been out. You know, if you want to talk about your the trouble you got in or whatever, um, don't, you know, don't hold back, man. Shit. Don't hold back. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the barracks brawls and the combat unicycles. Oh hell yeah! There's a lot to talk about. You know, <laughs> oh, I mean, there, there, there if you joined the fucking Marines and you did, 
any amount of time in the Marine Corps, you're going to have some stories. I promise you that, whether it's your own or someone else's that you were with, right? <laughs> right. And and the real question is, are you willing to tell the stories for legal reasons? No, exactly. That's what... <laughs> There's only some things we can share. I'm what, really what, glad, dude. What's I'm really the statue of limitations for smuggling llamas over the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm so glad they didn't have social media and all the fucking video cameras and stuff oh. like that. We, yeah, man, the trouble we could have got ourselves no, in the, in the, the barracks. The trouble dude? they're getting in now for it. Oh all my right. gosh, I know. Yeah. I know that, that like, you used to us. do this. We didn't get caught because we didn't record ourselves like that. <laughs> and yeah, and those fools are making TikToks and putting it out there for the masses, man. Ah, uh, it's like, and this is why nobody believes in the U.S. military <laughs> yeah, anymore. Right. I know. Oh my gosh. All right, dude. Well, hey, I won't keep, take any more much of your time because I'm sure we can talk, and then we're going to start getting into stuff that we can be uh, talking yeah. about tomorrow, yeah, right? So <laughs> right, right, let's right, right. save it all for tomorrow, man. <laughs> yeah, bottle it up. Dude, I'm so glad I got to talk to you in person, man. I really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be back on this tomorrow, dude. All right. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Uh, you know what I'll do is I'll probably do a test call on you first. We'll hang up, and then we'll restart. I just want to make sure um, that, you know, it's still coming across as clear as it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, one thing, uh, just from a, a professional voice yeah. over to to somebody getting into the the space with mics and everything uh watch a watch a youtube video on uh mic discipline yes youtube mic, mic discipline mic thank discipline. you yeah. yeah because we can you can really change the voice just because you're looking around and and i'm turned over here and then i look around and then my my voice is right into the mic and yeah so it, that's why really... i wear a headset right now it's you know i got the mic right to me and it doesn't move from my face so if i turn my head the only oh, thing okay. you might be hearing though is like the cord that's uh, attached to my headset yeah i think that that sometimes catches or um you know i also got to watch what i've noticed bro is breathing into the fucking mics yeah. you know so <laughs> i'm uh, learning you got, bro you got a so you got like a gaming mic yeah right now? yeah for now yeah i'm just uh, using my game headset uh, uh, if you got any kind of like foam or anything that you could wrap around it, that would it's already got the, foam uh... on it. It's already got, it? okay. Yeah, this one actually already has one. That's I was like, oh man, this is a great one to use. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think what I got to do, bro, is because I am a I'm a loud motherfucker. You know what I mean? And my voice <laughs> just carries. So I think what I do got to do is probably pull my mic away a little bit just from me and have it more straight out, and so it's not like in my my mouth and I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> on the on the yeah on the mic you're getting, you're getting a fucking windstorm on there bro As oh yeah uh, story it's like, <sighs> like uh, i'm what, fucking having a great time on your story <laughs> one one technique is, is just uh uh you can either you can lower it just you, you can have it probably for for one of those mics you want to have it probably a fifth a fist width away from your mouth okay and then and then you can uh lower it just below your lips so ah. th the wind is going past it good yes that is great man See, oh ah. that'll talk to you bro these little tips are great oh yeah definitely i'm gonna have to get a, i'm gonna have to do a workshop with you bro Fourteen ninety nine. yeah like it was a tim sears workshop all access pass, 1999. I'll teach you how to talk on a mic, no problem. 
no problems whatsoever. <laughs> well, we can get a little bit closer into the ASMR. You get like, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, all right. We gotta go. Yeah, man. All right. Hey, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, like I said, I'll give you a quick test and then we'll run right through it, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Deuces. Deuces, brother. <laughs>